been experienced a bit of joy in our house recently. Um, We've seen some new life springing forth. Um, Deacon Justin's been doing a bit of gardening, and um, there's some lots of growth happening. He he got some seeds and um, planted them and germinated them. Must have been the perfect time of year in about spring. And um, then they, they started growing in little buds, and now some of the sunflowers are about this tall. And there's, there's lettuce, and there's strawberries, and there's tomatoes that are almost coming, and um, coriander and parsley. I'm not sure what else is there, but um, he could point it out to you. But I was reminded of that um, with this image in the second reading that we have from James. He says, think of the farmer, how patiently he waits for the precious fruit of the ground until it has the autumn rains and the spring rains It's encouragement to be patient, but as I'm looking at these little plants growing in our yard, um, I know that we don't actually have to wait until they're fully grown, until we're actually enjoying the fruits of it to start rejoicing. Even when you see the first little sprig coming up out of the ground, you're already kind of, I don't know if you've done some gardening and felt that excitement, you can already rejoice that the plant's growing, that the fruits are going to come. And same as this farmer that James is talking about, the farmer would know the signs of whether the crop is going well or whether it's not. He's not going to wait until the harvest time to start rejoicing that, oh yeah, there's going to be some good fruit coming off of these plants. And so if we're waiting upon some outcome, if we're working towards some end result, if we know what signs to look for, if we can recognise the signs that it is going to happen or that it's beginning to happen, we don't have to wait for it to fully come about when we start rejoicing. And this is, what's, this is what this Sunday is really about and this is what's going on in this exchange between Jesus and John the Baptist that we hear about in the Gospel today. We have, well, just to, just to remind ourselves of the, the religious outlook of the Jews was firmly focused upon this hope. They knew that God was going to bring them um, liberation, salvation, bring them into the fullness of life, into freedom and love and life, um, whatever exactly that looked like specifically. But they knew, and God had been promising them, that it was going to come about through the Messiah. Their whole hope, their whole religion was about waiting for that Messiah to come, and they were looking for it. And the prophets for many centuries, as well as sharing about this is what God's going to come and do in your midst, this is what he's going to bring you, they were also pointing out the kind of signs by which you could recognize the Messiah coming. They pointed out, said, when, when the Lord's going to come, this is what you're going to see happening. So, any good Jew would have been able to recognize those signs. And this is why John, John the Baptist is in prison and he hears about what Jesus is doing. He's healing people, he's doing this and that. And he sends these messages to ask, are you the one that we're waiting for? Are you the Messiah? Now Jesus, in his usual fashion, doesn't give a straight answer. Instead, he points back to the signs. He says, go, and, go back and tell John, he says to the messengers, what you see. You see that the blind can see, the deaf can hear, the lame can walk, the dumb can speak again. Go back and tell him about the signs. Because Jesus knows that John has recognized these signs already, that he knows what the prophets have been saying. He knows what the prophet Isaiah was saying, which we heard in our first reading today. It says, look, your God is coming to you. And then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. 
the ears of the deaf unsealed. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongues of the dumb sing for joy. That's what we're going to see when the Messiah is coming, when the, when the kingdom is coming about. Now, we recognize that Jesus is doing these things, and that's not necessarily the bringing about of the kingdom itself. Jesus wasn't just coming to eradicate all sickness in Israel, and he would have put all the doctors out of business. No, he was coming to bring a, a level of life and freedom and, yes, health and perfection to our existence, to our human experience. That's really kind of beyond our imagining. But these healings are a sign that it's about to happen. And obviously Jesus is going to do that through his death and resurrection, but as he begins to preach and as he begins to heal, it's a sign that he is the one that's going to bring this about. And what we don't see in this reading, just because of the brevity of it, is John's reaction. But I'd like to think that John was really rejoicing when he heard this. All that we see is that the, the messengers that John sent run off straight away. They disappear straight away to go back and give John this reply from Jesus because they probably know too the significance of it. And Jesus is saying, yes, I am the one. I'm here to bring about this redemption. So you can imagine John's joy hearing that, hearing Jesus affirming, yes, this is what you're looking for. I am what you're waiting for. And even though John's in prison, he can rejoice because God's chosen one is here and God is about to bring about the kingdom. And that, that joy, I think, would have still risen in John's heart, even though he's in prison, even though he's about to die a few short chapters later, and he doesn't actually get to see um, the end of Jesus' ministry and the death and the resurrection. But John's joy still would have, would have kind of burst forth despite that, the, the immediate situation, because he could recognize the signs that this is happening, that this God is coming and bringing forth this, this salvation, this joy that he's bringing us. And this really is what the pink of today means. It's actually called rose, but I'm going to call it pink because, you know, whatever. It's the liturgical color shows that we can rejoice even though we're not, we haven't yet come to the full completion of what God's bringing us. The pink is actually a mixture of the violet and the white. We wear violet or purple during Lent and during Advent because it's, it's a, a dark color, which is kind of the, the sorrow of our sins, the need for repentance, the need to prepare our hearts, the need to turn ourselves again towards the Lord and get ready for his coming. It's a sign, it's a color of the not yet, of the we're preparing for what God is going to bring. The white that we're going to wear at Christmas and that we wear at Easter is a sign of the victory, of the life that Jesus has brought us, of the grace that God has given us, that he has already achieved in Jesus' death and resurrection. It's, it's the, the already complete kind of color. So we come to this third Sunday of Advent, and though we're still journeying in that mode of repentance, we're still preparing ourselves for Jesus' coming at Christmas and for Jesus' coming at the end of time to bring us into the fullness of salvation, we can rejoice already. Because just as John recognized the signs that Jesus was the Messiah and he was going to bring about that fullness of life, we can recognize that God is already at work in our midst, that he's already won for us the salvation that he promised. And this is really 
it's a good colour, I think, for the whole Christian experience. Because, yes, we, we experience our weakness and our brokenness and we need to uh, work on, on freeing, improving our sins and taking up God's grace and growing more like him uh, and growing closer to God. Yes, there's that growing and that not yet. But we also claim the victory that Jesus has already. The, the Christian experience should be one of joy because Jesus has already achieved our salvation for us. So this pink expresses that well. The repentance and the victory at the same time. So as the church invites us to rejoice today, I just want to reflect with you on how is it that we can tap into this joy in, in our lives? How can we live in the pink? How can we recognize that although it's not yet perfectly completed, how can we recognize that God is at work in our lives, that, that salvation is beginning in us, and that we can rejoice now? There's just a few simple suggestions I want to point to how we can recognize that in our lives. First, just like the sign that John recognized today, that Jesus came and he brought healing to people. We can see the healing that Jesus brings in our lives. Now, if you've had um, physical healings or miraculous healings, then absolutely, I hope you're rejoicing at that. But even if you haven't, we can still recognize the way that God is helping us grow. God is perhaps healing us from our, our attachment to sin, the wounds that are in our hearts, um, the, the bitterness that may live within us, that God is healing us and freeing us from that. He's, he's freeing us from sin and, and healing us so that we can live in his life already. That's one of those signs that we can recognize and start to rejoice. God is working in our midst already, even if it's not come to full completion. Another thing that the scriptures points us towards is what Paul speaks of, the fruits of the Spirit. Paul says that when we're, when we're moving in the Holy Spirit, when we're beginning to participate in God's life, that we're going to see love and peace and patience and self-control coming forth. So where is it in our lives, perhaps what, what um, activities that we involve in or what parts, spheres of our life that we see these things coming forward? The love or the peace or the patience of the Lord moving in us or springing forth within us. If we can recognize that, then it's like, yes, that's, that's salvation beginning for us. That's God's grace beginning to transform us. We can rejoice at that. And the last one I wanted to point to was something that Jesus himself tells us in John's Gospel. He says that they will know that you are my disciples because of your love for one another. And so Jesus is actually talking about other people recognizing God's work in our lives, but I can say that that's a sign that we can recognize ourselves. That if, if we're growing as disciples of the Lord, then we can see God's love working in our own hearts. The way that we can love others um, in a way that actually transcends our own brokenness and selfishness, or perhaps relationships where we have where we feel this profound communion that we couldn't have felt otherwise, that God's uniting us, bringing us together. Perhaps that's something that we experience in our families. Perhaps that's something that we experience in our church community. That love that God gifts us to truly love one another, to be united with one another, that's a sign of his work in our midst. That's a sign of him already bringing about the kingdom amongst us, already bringing us into his salvation. So as the church invites us to rejoice, 
Today, this is my invitation to you to look for these signs. These signs that show that God is already at work in our hearts and in our midst, that, that Jesus is already bringing us this grace. That even though, yes, there's lots of rough edges to our lives and we're not living perfectly in the kingdom of heaven yet, um, and we can't even imagine how good that's going to be, but we can recognize that it is already beginning here. Recognize that Jesus is already sharing his life and his love and his peace and his joy with us. So we can claim this joy. We can rejoice not only at the fullness of that gift that awaits us in the kingdom, but also rejoice at the presence of Jesus who is with us now as we journey towards him and as we prepare our hearts to share in that life. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.